Welcome to the Void Podcast. This podcast is produced by Void Podcast LLC and presented by Sean McKnight and Jenny Miller. To learn more about our podcast, please visit our website, www.void-podcast.com. On our website, check out our Patreon account, where you can find bonus episodes, Void merchandise, and other content like cast interviews and more. Please be sure to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. We hope you enjoy this episode of Void. Previously on Void, Jonas started combat training with Cerebella. Gilbin and Nova took their relationship to a new level. Aluna Salazar started to settle in as a crew member. And Regina clashed with Nova over ship procedures, finding out her protege has a new sense of confidence that could be problematic. been out here for two months and you're still an asshole. The adjustments have to be perfect. If we're off by one degree, this won't work. I told you 98, not 98.5. I understand that. How the hell am I supposed to know the number you want exactly unless you tell me? If you were more perceptive, I wouldn't have to tell you. You are impossible to work with, and I'm not psychic. You're not very smart either. Look, we're stuck with each other. So we might as well make the best of it and learn to communicate better. I don't have to learn how to do anything. I can't help it if I'm way more intellectually advanced than your feeble mind can grasp. I'm not going to dumb myself down for the sake of talking to the likes of you. Oh, look at the time. My shift is up. In fact, it was up 15 minutes ago. Make your damn adjustments yourself. Fine. Walk away. I don't need your help. You were just slowing me down. What a prick. I can't believe I'm stuck working with such a- Defend yourself! Ah! Better. You lasted much longer that time before I put you on the floor. I expect you to get to your weapon sooner, though. This time it took you 2.3 seconds. Yeah, well, I'm just coming off a shift work with Mr. Personality, so my mind was elsewhere. There are no excuses in combat, Jonas. Your enemy doesn't care about your convenience or how tired you are. You have to be ready to react at any time. I know, I know. I was just distracted, okay? Not okay. In fact, I'm going to start attacking you when you're asleep now, too. What? Deal with it, Jonas. Now I've got to sleep with one eye open. That's the point. (laughs) Oh, no. Not you two. Cerebella, come, join us. Nothing more annoying than people in love. (laughs) Jealous? A little. Ah, come on, you still had a chance to enjoy Nova here, too. I believe you two hooked up last week, didn't you? That was a poker debt. Yes, it was. That was a big hand. That's what she said. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that was fun. You're still both annoying, though. Hey, we're not the only ones. Jonas and Ursula seem pretty hot and heavy. I can't argue with that. That's one thing I'll say about the both of you. You are more open-minded. I would really love to get together with Ursula, but I guess that will never happen. Well, if you're ever lonely, you can pay us a visit. The term menage a trois comes to mind. Hmm. I'll have to remember that for my next bet on poker night. No offense, Gilbin, but you're not really my type. 
Oh, I know that. I just want to watch you and Nova. And she can always multitask with me while she's with you. <laughs> Perfect. Ah, you love it. On that note, I'll leave you two lovebirds alone. Yeah, lovebirds that love to get the grease gun and... That's better. Slow your breath. I feel it. Yeah, you're right. My heart rate is slowed. I didn't realize I could control it quite like that. That kind of breathing is good for periods of stress. You have to focus on it, though. At least until you practice more. I do feel hyper at times. I'm still working through... The loss of your twin. I know. I can sense it sitting here with you in this room. It's been keeping me up at night, tossing and turning, and then Jonas can't sleep either. The breathing will help with that. Try it for about 15 minutes before you lay down. I will. I have to confess, I was skeptical at first. I know. I felt the same way about you. You did? Yes. Many medical doctors are still to this day not open-minded about energy work with healers. They prefer to throw pills at everything. I have colleagues like that back in the station. Some still look at me strange when they realize how young I am and and that I'm a woman. There seems something primal or ingrained in human DNA that is predicated toward that kind of fear and prejudice. So much for human evolution. Indeed. Machines are going to replace everyone someday anyway. Probably. I love the plants here. It's the perfect place for our meditation workshops. Thank you. I just wish I had another assistant, anyone other than Nanko. What is up with that guy? He's barely said ten words to me this whole trip so far. He looks down his nose at everyone, like he's superior in every way. You know what? He stopped talking to me in the middle of a conversation when he was trying to lecture me, me, on microbiology engineering. I caught a mistake he made and pointed it out to him. Must have hated you for that. Yeah, he stopped in the middle of the conversation. And he exited the meal hall. He left all the food sitting there. Never came back for it. (laughs) Regina bitched him out later on about cleaning up after himself. Anko is just scoring points with everyone, isn't he? I don't know of one person that likes that guy. Aluna seems to be the only person that can tolerate him for more than 30 seconds. She seems to be working out really well, doesn't she? Everyone loves her. She's like the crew's adopted daughter. She's so helpful. She loves doing the work. Did you notice how she absorbs everything like a sponge? She's working on the bridge now, with Regina. I don't think she learned much on the Genesis Fountainhead. Do you have any regrets about that place? No. What happened was for the best. You know, I I was against destroying it too, but I, I gotta agree. And I'm glad we're all, you know, back on the same page again. I am too. Harmony with the crew is important. Have you ever been part of a crew that wasn't harmonious? Yes, it can be hell and quite dangerous. Dangerous? Imagine being stuck on a ship for years with the same people and a good number of them aggressively hate each other. I've seen it get violent. How bad has it gotten? To the point of extreme discipline and the setting of examples when attitudes needed to change. Meaning... Some things I'm not at liberty to discuss. 
A crew's word is bond, and we keep certain details classified. I see. Well, have you been in touch with anyone back on the station? No, I don't really have anyone close in my life other than Regina. You? I reach out to Max Huxley now and then. He's a good friend. Oh. You mean you send him transmissions? Yes. Yeah, just to say hi and let him know how I'm doing. Where we are, that kind of thing. He cares a lot about me, and I... Well, he's being a little overprotective since, since Phineas died. Oh, how nice of him. Be sure to mention that I asked about him the next time you get in touch. You might want to do that soon. Why's that? We'll be arriving at Mars in a short time. Once we're past it, we'll be out of broadcasting range to the station. Astrid, Composed Personal Transmission. Delivery recipient is on Earth. Colony 1A, Gerald Daniels. Use encrypted channel 5P17C32. Confirming encrypted channel 5P. 17C32. One moment. Channel confirmed. Composing transmission to Gerald Daniels. In 3, 2, 1. Hey, Gerald. I think this is my fourth message since we left the station. I understand that once we're past Mars, Earth is pretty much out communication-wise, so this will be my last transmission for a while. Seeing as how I haven't heard back from you, I'm not sure if you're even receiving what I'm sending. We have a number of missions we have to finish before we'll get back from where we're going. Unfortunately, I have no idea how long this will take. You may not hear from me for a couple of years. The good news is that we have two possibilities for colonization as we're heading to Saturn's moon Titan after we leave Mars. Europa will follow. I, uh... I'm in something of a relationship with our crew medical officer. You'd like her. She's smart and sexy, and she's the whole package. We stay in each other's cabins a lot. <laughs> I'm sure you'd make some crude joke about that. I guess I better sign off. I'll, I'll try to transmit once again when we're back in range on our way back from Europa. Hope you're okay, my friend. Astrid, end message and send. So, this one puts up the defense shields? Yep, and this one turns on the targeting for the guns on the port side. This for the starboard side. These two are for the bow and the stern guns. And what's this over here? That activates the warp drive. Warp drive? Yes. It's still experimental technology, mostly. It's for when we're in a really bad situation and have to get out of the area unusually fast. How fast are we going now? Roughly 160,000 kilometers per hour or so. And this makes us go faster? Yes, a lot faster. Wow. You seem pretty interested in all this stuff. Maybe you'll be a pilot someday, or a captain of your own ship. You really think so? Sure. You have the power to do whatever you want. You have to work for it, though. And as women, we have to work extra hard sometimes. You mean harder than men? Yes. We've made many advancements over the years, but we're still working on sexism. Sexism? Because you're a woman, men will judge you. A lot of men are insecure and want to control women whenever they can, so they cut you down, make you feel small. Or they'll try to. What do I do? 
You work hard and become great at whatever you choose to do. And don't be afraid to kick a man's ass once in a while. It's a good way to command respect with men who are jerks. I've been in my share of fights, and most men are cowards. They just talk big. Can you teach me how to kick a man's ass? <laughs> That's Sarabella's job, but she can teach you. She'd love that. Cool. Um, Captain Rex, Dr. Nash told me we're going to the fuel depot outside of Mars first. Yep. We're going to dock there, grab some provisions and fuel, and leave the ship there while the away team takes the shuttle to the surface. Are you sure that's a good idea? Well, yes. It's much easier to pilot and land a shuttle on the surface than it is for the ship. So it's best to leave her in orbit. But do we have to go to the depot? What's the problem? I've heard stories. There are bad men there. I've heard the rumors, too. Don't worry yourself. I've been to the depot many times. I even have friends that live there. You have? Yes. They have a militant security force. I'm sure we're safe from bad men, okay? Okay. That's good. Thanks, Captain Rex. Hi, Captain Bayflower. Hey, Nova. You arrived just in time. Oh, just in time for what? For that. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Welcome, ladies, to the Martian Galactic Fueling Depot. This episode of Void featured the voice talents of Lynn Chia as Sarabella Rayon. Ella Demby as Astrid, Karen Johnston as Ursula Nash, Frank Jucknowitz as the narrator, Sean McKnight as Jonas Aldridge, Jenny Miller as Nova Bayflower, Simon Uluhojin as Anko Lumen, Eric Martin-Reed as Gilbin Tricky, Amy Teresa as Regina Rex, Guy Wellman as Gideon Judge, and Jessica Yates as Aluna Salazar. The Void theme song, Equilibrium in Turbulence, was composed and produced by David Parsons from Avid Wolf Music. If you'd like to learn more about our podcast, please visit our website at void-podcast.com. <laughs>